0: Sedona, it's Saturday, February 10th, 2024, and you're listening to the premier, inaugural, whatever synonym you want to come up with for the word first, of Sedona Life with Stephen Hanks here on KAZM 106.7 FM and 780 AM Mellow Mountain Radio. And at some point, I will figure out how to make the sound of the hawk that is the uh, sound effect that we use in the station <laughs> that I thought had a real purpose to it, but it seems like it was more arbitrary than than anything. But um, be that as it may, uh, welcome to the show. This is the first one, as I said, and um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the show, what we're going to plan on doing every week. This is going to be every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. until the end of time or as long as I stay alive. Um, So, my name is Stephen Hanks, and I moved to Sedona in July of 2021. Um, Grew up in the Bronx, New York, lived in Brooklyn for the rest of my adult life until I moved here. And um, it's been just a wonderful experience being in Sedona. Um, It's going to be great to do this show to talk about how wonderful this town is. And um, I've spent most of my career... In magazine journalism, as a writer, editor, publisher, I did. I started out in sports and did a lot of different subjects. Eventually, um, I worked on kids' magazines. I, I did an archaeology magazine for kids. I did a. I ran a health and nutrition magazine, um, so um, I'm well versed in enough subjects to be able to do a show like Sedona Life. I'm not an expert in anything. I'd never call myself that. Maybe baseball. I might be an expert of baseball. But um I I wanted to do a show about very different aspects of of life in Sedona, whether it be entertainment, culture, politics, uh adventure, uh things that are going on in the community. And even though I've only been here a little less than three years, I've met so many interesting people and there's so much great stuff going on in this town that I wanted to do a radio show on it. And uh, luckily this station is a 40 media opportunity. So, um, and why is it called Sedona life with Stephen Hanks? And why is it called Red Rocks, Red Rock Country's radio magazine Um, as a, as a magazine editor and publisher? If, if I was going to create a print magazine in Sedona, I'd probably want to call it Sedona life. Um, and do profiles of people and stories about interesting things that are going on in this town. Um, But now I get to do a radio show called Sedona Life. So um, we hope we're going to be fascinating and interesting to the listeners and have great guests, and um, we're going to take it from there. So one of the things I wanted to tell you is that um, at the beginning of every show, we're going to do a segment called Stephen's Sedona Scene. And every week I'll offer my kick-off the show rundown of interesting events and meetings happening over the next week in Sedona and the Verde Valley. Here are a few of the very cool things happening from today until Friday, February 16th. Uh, The first big one is happening tonight. And this is really special for me because it is a big event. Sedona Red Rock High School Scorpion Booster Club night. Um, And uh, the reason why that's special for me is that I happen to be the baseball coach of the baseball team at Sedona Red Rock High School. So I'm certainly going to be there. I know um, the owner and our producer of the show are going to be there tonight. Um, It goes from 6 to 10 o'clock. It's a $50 ticket. You can still get tickets to this. Um, by going to scorpionboosterclub.com, they're going to have a silent auction. They're going to have a cash bar. There'll be entertainment and appetizers. And all of the money goes to programs and sports uh, that are going on for the 6th to 12th graders at Red Rock High School. So you should definitely try to check that out if you don't have plans this evening. Uh, and that's going to be at the Sedona Performing Arts Center on 995 Upper Red Rock Loop Road. Um, Also at the Sedona Performing Arts Center, tomorrow night, Sunday, February 11th, at 3 p.m., the Chamber Music Sedona will present The Art of the Piano Quartet. Um, And for tickets to that, you can go to chambermusicsedona.org. On Wednesday, February 14th, and actually every Wednesday morning, The Sedona Referrals Club meets at the Red Rock Cafe in the village of Oak Creek from 7 to 8.30 a.m. If you want to find out how you can be a member of that club, um, message the club on their Facebook page, Sedona uh, Sedona Referrals Club on Facebook. Uh, To celebrate Black History Month, all this month, the Sedona Arts Center, in partnership with the ASU Center for the Study of Race and Democracy, is presenting the program, Vision and Sound. It's an African-American experience, which is an immersive program featuring the work of African-American artists and advocates. The Sedona Arts Center in Uptown Sedona is at 15 Art Barn Road and is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Sunday, 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. At the Sedona Public Library in West Sedona, Through March 2nd, happening right now, is the 29th annual Red Rock Rock Quilters Quilt Show. Try to say that five times fast. Um, So you should check that out. And, of course, there are the regular music programs at Sound Bites Grill, located at the shop's Pinion point in West Sedona, and a slew of terrific films at the Sedona International Film Festival on Route 89A. And speaking of the film festival... My special guest on next week's Sedona Life with Stephen Hanks will be the film festival's executive director, Patrick Swice, to tell us all about what we can expect at the 30th annual festival, which runs for nine days beginning on February 24th. But now I want to talk about my guest for my very first show this morning. You know, uh, we all know that on the first day of school or a new job, you want to impress the boss. So in this situation, could I impress my boss any more than having him as my first guest? He's he's looking at me like I'm not your boss. <laughs> Chuck Hellstein is the new owner, general manager, and program director of KAZM 106.7 FM and 780 AM, which is now called Mellow Mountain Radio. Chuck purchased the station last October from Taback Broadcasting. The Tayback family having owned the station for almost 50 years. Chuck has changed the music format to adult contemporary yacht rock oldies from the 70s and 80s, and has programmed a growing list of hosted shows like this one that we all hope will interest listeners all through Sedona and the Verde Valley. Chuck, it's great having you as the first guest on Sedona Life with Stephen Hanks.
1: Pleasure's all mine, my friend.
0: Okay. So I want to tell you, um, my wife always says this to me, and she will henceforth be known as the woman warrior. Okay. When I mention her on the show, it's going to be the woman warrior. That's fair. Okay. Her name is B. The three things she says you should never start or invest in are a magazine, Mm -hmm. a Broadway show, whether it's off or on Broadway, and a restaurant or bar. Mm -hmm. Um, We've actually done two of those three. Nice. (laughs) Nice. uh the magazine and the show all right i don't know if the restaurants ever going to happen but i don't know i might want to add a small town radio station to that list so tell me what the heck possessed you to decide to buy first first tell us where you're from a yep. little bit and then what possessed you to decide to buy this radio station
1: it's a it's a good and valid question my friend um <laughs> I'm originally from Syracuse, New York, um, moved out to Arizona probably when I was in my early twenties. Let's call it maybe 22 to 24, somewhere in that, that area. Um, my parents had retired out here. Uh, I had a sister that lived out here. Um, and so I said, you know, there's not a whole lot left for me in Syracuse. A lot of my friends had kind of moved on, um, went to some prestigious colleges. Um, that wasn't my path. So, uh, I was kind of lost for a while right uh, I didn't know where to go what to do so I said you know what I'll go out to Arizona and we'll we'll kind of start fresh um, literally one of the best decisions I've ever made um, I, I, it turns out I really like Arizona I super appreciate the vibe out here mm-hmm. um, you know you, you're been to New York you're a New Yorker right or, right. or uh, my whole life yep there is a, a certain hustle and kind of chaos uh, in New York that you just don't feel out here mm-hmm. Um, so I really do appreciate kind of the more laid back approach to things. Um, it kind of suits my personality a little bit better, right? I'm really not that high strung of an individual, uh, but in New York, you kind of have to be. Um, so kind of coming back to the question about the station, right? Um, Well, let me interrupt you for one second.
0: The thing about being laid back and not high strung, how can you have that personality and deal with the intense, uh, work that it takes to put something like this together, uh, which is almost like a startup I mean this st- you bought a station, but it's you're treating it like it's almost a startup.
1: Yeah I mean we we had to for a, a lot of reasons. It wasn't the initial intent right um, in my infinite wisdom I was like cool. We can just go take the station and we can kind of retool it and make it better Um, It wasn't until I really got in and started looking through the wiring schemes and and Mm -hmm. really seeing what was going on that I recognized we had some significant work ahead of us. Um, But, you know, this is a a labor of love or a a passion project Mm -hmm. for myself. So I totally um, relate to that. People seeing me sit here laying under desks, pulling out piles of wires and copper. They're like, why would you do this? Um, It's kind of Zen for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's fine. I don't mind it. I can do that for hours at a clip. Um, So. It, it, again it, it's what you're really passionate about um there's been a couple things in my life I'm passionate about. Radio has been one of the constants though mm. um and so uh, I'm really just blessed and lucky that I had the opportunity to kind of fall into this and the the cards aligned right and and I was able to make it happen
0: yeah now now I know you're you're still you're living in Phoenix right
1: uh north Phoenix yeah north
0: Phoenix, so you're making a trip like constantly back and forth yeah. um how's how's that going
1: um Generally speaking, it's not as bad as people would, would think, at least not from my perspective, right? Um, I worked at GoDaddy for many years uh, mm-hmm. down in Phoenix, right? And I still lived in North Phoenix, and I'd have to get out to, like, Warner Road in the 10. So for those of you that aren't, aren't uh, familiar with the streets I'm talking about, that's still a solid 45-minute, 50-minute drive. Right. And I did that every day, uh, day in, day out, for, like, a decade so you're talking about adding, what, another 15 minutes? Yeah. It's not really a huge. I mean, I you. know
0: what you're talking about because I, I play baseball up in Scottsdale. Yeah. And sometimes those games are at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, so I have to be up at 6 and yeah, make that drive and then come back and, you know.
1: I'm one of those people, oddly enough, and, and, you know, Ryan, our producer, may even be able to kind of chuckle at this. If you drive with me, I, I kind of enjoy driving. Um, I might get a little high strung. There's still a little New Yorker in me, right? So <laughs> if you're in the left lane driving slow, we we might have a small issue. But aside from that, um, I, I enjoy it. It's quiet time. I can reflect in the car. Um, yeah, I don't mind it at all, man.
0: Yeah. So what did you, what did you feel were the biggest challenges once you once you got the station and you, and you got in and you saw the physical space and you looked at the programming, what what was your strategy in in structuring this?
1: My my initial strategy, like I said, was just to kind of shoehorn some things in. Uh, but I recognized uh, a couple of things really early on. Uh, one, I felt that the community of Sedona needed something better. Uh, something a little bit more of a a shining light or a beacon that kind of people could flock to and, and have it kind of be the, the, the center point for them. Um, I recognized that the technology we were leveraging was severely hampering our ability to reach uh, the people that we wanted to reach. Um, there wasn't an easy way to access a stream and mm-hmm. just listen on the Internet. Um, the FM signal didn't sound the way I thought it should sound. So uh, I had to pretty quickly pivot and say, okay, we need to foundationally rebuild this in a way uh, that can carry us forward for another 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, so I had to spend a lot of time just kind of deep in the weeds. Um, that's why, from like a, a public-facing perspective, you didn't hear a whole lot about us those couple months. Uh, you know, I, I would call it we were back in the lab kind of kind of cooking up the, the, the skills and, and the technology needed to be able to drive it forward.
0: Right, right. Now you you deal with a lot of, when you're in radio these days. You're dealing with so much competition for people's attention. Um, even in a town like this, you know, you've got streaming, you've got cable, you've got uh, film. I mean, how how do you look at trying to break through the the noise and and get people to understand you're here and and to listen, whether it's on the radio or yeah through live on the on the computer.
1: It's it's a really good question. Um, I don't know that I've got the perfect answer, but I can give you my philosophy mm-hmm. on this, right? The way I tried to approach it was, let's say uh, you're a, a a really technically inclined person. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you're even an audiophile. How would you want to consume the content from the station? Um, let's say you're just someone that happens to like sports and you're used to listening to it on AM radio. Mm-hmm. How can I improve that experience for you? And I kind of went through every one of these verticals of my potential customers and thought, how can I improve the experience for them? In the end, it really came back to making it easily accessible and making it sound as good as we can. Now, uh, for those of you that listened during the transition, we failed a lot in making it sound as good as it, it could. <laughs> but uh, those were sign of the, the growing pains we needed to go through and some of the testing we needed to go through uh, for this future compliance state. And so now we really just focus on ease of use. Uh, that's really where we're spending our, our time on refinement and, and quality of sound. So uh, like I mentioned, old school days, you'd click on the website and you'd have to kind of click another link and then another Another. link and then another another link. And you still weren't even where you could hear the music yet. Um, I simplified that to literally two clicks. You're on our site. Listen now. Away you go. Um, If you're in a Tesla, for example, uh, I had to overcome kind of some of those challenges. How do I get to those people? There's not AM radios in their car. Um, They don't have internet to be able to just type in mellowmountainradio.com. How are they going to find us? So uh, we went to the app store. Uh, they have an application called TuneIn. If you've got TuneIn on your Tesla, search for Mellow. where the number oh, one. that's Search, cool. and, and you'll be good to go. Um, we put some processing power behind the FM. So if you're local within Sedona, it sounds super good now. Um, and we're in process of still fortifying our AM signal, making it sound better, uh, making the reach more stable. Um, so literally it was about making it easy for people to consume and then kind of refortifying what we've already got and making it sound as, as clean and professional as we possibly can.
0: Yeah, that, that's great. In terms of um, the, the programming, your strategy about, I mean, obviously my show is part of a group of new uh, talk shows and entertainment shows that mainly on the weekends right now. What was your thinking about bringing those in?
1: So, another really important kind of tenet of radio, uh, so uh, I guess I should talk a little more kind of about the background and how I came to this kind of uh, idea, right? So, went to ASU, uh, graduated with a degree in journalism and mass communication. Um, so, I feel like I'm, I'm classically trained in radio, as mm-hmm. it were. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the pillars of radio is to be kind of a, a community service, a resource. Um, you know, you've heard me say this before, the thread that binds the community together. Um, and... When I saw the opportunity in Sedona, I came up here, I put in my AirPods, and I kind of just walked around uh, various areas, like West Mm -hmm. Sedona, um, down into Lakapaki, uptown, Uptown, Uptown. went on some some trails, just hiked around, looked at the scenery, um, and thought to myself, what would sound good here? What would kind of matter here? Um, And the thing that kept popping in my head was something a little bit more mellow. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't think coming in here and, and hearing Metallica is, is exactly <laughs> the right angle. Um, and then hyper-local, interesting, focused pieces I thought would be super important. When you come to Sedona, there's a couple things people think of. Um, vortexes and the Red Rocks. Right. But I, I think a close third would be the interesting kind of cast of characters mm-hmm. that make up Sedona. Mm-hmm. And so it felt like there needed to be a voice given to that. And some of these interesting folks probably have really good things and interesting things to say uh, that deserve to be heard. Um, And so it seemed kind of like a cross-section of uh, a particular market not being served. um, And then me having the opportunity to provide them this kind of outlet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Sedona doesn't have a local TV station. Right. Um, There's not like a public access show. There are some magazines. Mm -hmm. um, That's cool. I wanted something a little bit more interactive and, and something that people could really sink their teeth into. The cool thing about radio shows, you have an hour. Like, you have an hour every, right. every Saturday. You can make of that whatever you want um, from, like, artistically, creatively, um, how you want it to kind of be, uh, resonate with our listeners. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever uh, with that with you will. Uh, I think that's important. The amount of creativity I see around here, I, I feel like there's just a whole untapped kind of market and potential in this space. Um, so it, it was a core tenant, right? We're, we're going to set aside a, a significant chunk of our time uh, to allow people to come in and, and kind of express these views and scratch that creative itch and, and provide some really unique content. Um, that was the goal.
0: Yeah, you know, I can amplify... Um... What you were saying about the people in Sedona when you st- when you started hanging out here and realized how many interesting people there were. There's a ton. They're everywhere. And my experience with that was, you know, um a while since I'm a writer and an editor, I started a little freelance writing and entity business. I called it Red Rock's Writer. And I started getting the word out about how, you know, I can I can do press releases, I can, you know, write whatever you know, edit edit books that you, you have in mind. And the first thing I found out was it seems like everybody in this town wants to write a book.
1: Or have written a book. Or have written a book, right? Right. (laughs) I I always joke, right, um, to people that aren't necessarily living in Sedona, and they're like, well, how's that going for you? And I said, well, it's super interesting. Like, I don't ever know who I'm talking to. Right. So uh, there's been situations where I'm having lunch, and I'm I'm talking to the ex-mayor. Super chill dude, would have never have known. Right. Right. Experiences like that are kind of what makes Sedona, I think, so endearing. Mm-hmm. um and it it's it's been really like special the the people i've met and uh kind of the vibe i get from them so uh i'm really excited to have all of them on and, and kind of hear how they choose to take their shows and what directions they go and, and kind of watch them grow and flourish yeah so how fun do you want to go with the original programming you know uh, uh at the time you
0: you're not just playing music and news and all that stuff yeah so what's your plan there
1: This is a a really good question because i've I've not been asked it in a public forum where I've gotten to speak on it uh kind of in depth, but um, we're on a journey right now um, uh, The best way I can describe it is is the tech terms that that I use it's it's in my background um, We're in what I would call an MVP stage right now, which mm-hmm. stands for minimum viable product hmm. right so when we flipped the station, we needed to aggressively get it working uh, and kind of make it suitable to be on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, that was goal one that took us a couple months and we got there. Uh, we're slowly exiting that MVP stage, uh, and we're going more into a refinement stage. Okay. Uh, the idea of MVP, bare bones, get it up, get it running, make sure it doesn't fall over. Right. So, you know, we checked that box, uh, objective achieved. Now we're, we're in the refinement stage. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you've noticed like we've got more bumpers, sweepers, liners. Uh, we've got new PSAs. We're adding new music constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, the next logical progression to this is, is have shows that are on, uh, Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, the expectation is in the near term, probably within the next two to three weeks, I will go on, uh, and we'll do like a 10 to 2 AM shift. Um, that way I can do a little bit more live and and really dive into the hyper local focus that we're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Um, the goal was never to just have music playing, uh, and and just Uh, let it kind of ride intentionally. Um, it needed to be that way for a time to let us kind of cross these technology Rubicons mm-hmm. uh, and get to a healthier spot. Uh, and then Ryan, our, our producer, will also kind of go back on the air. Him and I have both been on the air for for various other stations at points in our careers. So we're going to kind of fall back to a more traditional, uh, you know, we'll kind of pop in for, for 30 seconds or so in between songs, uh, let you know if there's been an accident, let you know if there's something really cool going on. Or just kind of generally have a chat with you, right? right. Try to bring a little uh, uh, levity to people's days here in Sedona. Um, we're in talks right now with various morning shows. Uh, I, the, the unique part about this is I, I want to do it right. Um, Sedona is such a unique place, and, and northern Arizona itself is such a unique place. Um, I don't think we deserve just your random syndicated, Hey, did you watch the Grammys yesterday? How was that? It was great. We saw you know, Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, that's interesting, but I think we can do a little bit better. And so uh, I guess while I've got people here, the, the thing I would ask is have a little bit of patience. Um, it takes time to find good and appropriate content, and we don't want to rush it just to say we okay. have a morning show. Um, that's kind of not the spirit of, of how I'm trying to do things. I'd rather take the time and, and do it right. Right. Um, so hopefully soon uh, I'll be able to kind of land on that and, and be able to announce that to the folks. But um, certainly imminent, right? Um, the other part of that was getting the weekend shows up and running, and making sure we had that hyper local content from these amazing creative people we have here in Sedona, in Northern Arizona. Um, so we're we're more or less crossed that Rubicon as well. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to kind of take the next series of steps.
0: So when you talk about adding morning shows, are you talking about five day a week uh, I shows? Yep. Would they be Would they be original shows hosted by people here, or are they? I think syndicated or how would that work? It's it's, not that not that I'm auditioning for that. Yeah, (laughs) it's a
1: really good question. The thing with morning shows is and and the thing with radio, I think, in general, it it sounds easier than it really is. Hmm. Um, The amount of prep work that is even required for a daily show is probably a solid two, three hours. Um, A morning show, it's almost like speed dating uh, news topics of the day. Right. You've got thirty seconds to touch and go, as opposed week. to touch somebody
0: spouting opinions like uh, Rush Limbaugh used to do when he was yeah, doing shows.
1: That that's decidedly just a, a, a entertainment talk format. Right, right. Um, we're we're trying to be a, a little bit more traditional, uh, if I could use those words. Um, and so, I think it would be hard unless someone had a, a specific radio background to be able to carry a morning show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said. It will probably end up being something regionally syndicated. Um, So there will be some ties into Arizona, Mm -hmm. uh, potentially northern Arizona specifically, um, and it will still be relevant. I just don't know as I can make it that deep in the weeds where we've got someone Monday through Friday locally in Sedona. Got it. Uh, But, uh, you know, uh, one of the things I'm, I'm known for saying is I'm open to it. Right. Um, Should there be a a really good radio DJ that happens to be listening, you know, reach out, get in touch. We we'd love to have the conversation. Right.
0: Well, I'm sure I'll hear from that person wanting to be guest, which Possibly. is already happening, by
1: the way. I, <laughs> I've got I've got a lot of people hitting me up to try to get on your show. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll talk about that afterwards. that'd sta- be great. Starting to be a little bit of a lineup. So
0: so um, I'm I'm curious about this because I I don't know, not being in the industry, how rare is it or common is it for. Um, a station to have both an FM and AM signal like, like you have here. And was that one of the reasons why you decided to buy this particular station?
1: Um, you know, that's a, a pretty loaded question. So let, let me try to to think this. Hope through. it's loaded in a good yeah. way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, the idea of translators, which is technically what our AM or FM signal rather is called, is uh, it's known as an FM translator. Uh, the The thought process from the FCC is that uh, an FM translator is able to replicate a source signal. Our source signal in this case is our AM channel. Right. Um, it definitely played a role. I I don't know is that a solely AM station at this kind of juncture in time is. Sustainable in the way that I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the little addition of the FM translator locally uh, kind of made the deal a no-brainer for me. Um, and again, it, it wasn't so much even those things. It's the unique area of Northern Arizona in Sedona that I think really had the ability to make this work. Right. Um, when I walk around Sedona, I, I feel a little bit of hunger from the community to have a, a centralized location where they can get news uh they can learn what's going on um like the library and the chamber uh you know i work with both of them they're amazing at doing that mm-hmm. the the small issue with that is like a library's main uh goal of being a library i don't know this is to necessarily inform the community mm-hmm. uh, our library does an amazing job of doing it i mm-hmm. almost view them as going above and beyond um so it, it felt like there needed to be that kind of angle here um and so that's why i thought you know for better or for worse, regardless of how the FM sounds or, or where we're currently at, um, I think Sedona in Northern Arizona in general is a unique enough place that this can work. Um, you know, radio works really well in like super large markets. And I think the inverse of that is it works really well in super small markets. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the no man's land of medium markets where it really kind of struggles. Yeah. So we're decidedly a, a smaller market and a really tight knit community. Um, and then, you know, the New York, Chicago's, L.A.'s of the world, they they kind of drive radio and in, in where it, it lives kind of in its life cycle. Um, so that was kind of my calculus. Uh, obviously, cost was a factor. Um, I'm certainly not independently wealthy by any means. So I, I had to find something that, that kind of met this intersection of affordability, um, opportunity, and uh, kind of future state growth. Right. And I, I felt the station kind of checked all those boxes. Yeah. Or I could just be crazy. Like yeah. We don't know yet. <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> well, you're
0: probably partly crazy, which is why I mentioned why this may be one
1: of those things in the category of things you should never invest in. <laughs> you know, I, I, people tell me that a lot. And I, I don't know. And obviously, like, I, I would push back and say, I don't agree. I, I think it can be all of those things. It's just in how you approach it. Um, and I think the way that Ryan and I and, and the folks I've worked with have tried to approach this is, we're more stewards of a station uh, that Northern Era in Sedona owns. Uh, we're just, like I said, the stewards. Um, it can be whatever the community and, and the people want it to be. Um, one of the big things I try to push is that I'm open to feedback and I'm open to mm-hmm. ideas. Um, and I'll speak frankly about it with you guys here. When I first took over the station, I said, you know, I don't think George Norrie's going to cut it. Like, this isn't the sound and, and the vibe I'm going for. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I quickly heard from the community, uh, and thank you for that feedback, guys, uh, that this is something the community values and wants. Hmm. Um, so we immediately course corrected. It took us, you know, three, four weeks uh, to work with George and his team to get the technology updated. But now we're back to airing George Nori seven days a week. Um, when I say we're stewards, that's kind of what I mean. Um, you know, there's some shows on the horizon that are shows that I don't necessarily – feel like oh i'm gonna listen i love this show this is my topic right but the station isn't programmed for me Mm -hmm. uh the station has tried to be programmed for local businesses in sedona businesses in northern arizona uh people that need information Mm -hmm. um so i always try to look at it through that lens what are the folks around me needing what are they wanting what do they value and how can i kind of hit that mark um and so I, i really believe that if you kind of come at it from that perspective finances and, and health of business will come just by doing the right thing
0: you know uh, as i'm listening to you, and I know one of the goals, uh, especially when you're starting up is to is to ramp up getting in the advertising revenue and sponsorship yep. revenue and what i'm what i 'm hearing uh from you is is pretty much probably what you would pitch when you talk to people to get them in the show, and one of the things that um I think the listeners would be interested to know, especially outside of Sedona is what the actual signal reach of the station is. Cause it, it's not just, it's not just uh, West Sedona and, and maybe the village. It goes beyond that,
1: right? Yeah. So RFM, uh, now that we've made some tweak to it, tweaks, excuse me, to it, uh, covers more or less all of Sedona. Like we can go out to the visitor center we still hear it pretty mm-hmm. loud and clear. Um, the a m station though is is kind of I think the diamond in the rough, yeah, um, we can hear that way up past Flagstaff. we can hear it uh literally down in my house in in North Phoenix, so like Anthem area uh, a five thousand watt a m station is fairly rare uh there's only a couple per state for the most part because they will trample over each other right um, so foundationally speaking i I still think that's pretty valid um we still play our sports and Mm -hmm. and AM is synonymous with kind of like sports talk, uh, you know, listening to sports. So we still kind of scratch that itch also. Um, I think the biggest thing that we're bringing to the table, uh, in in terms of technology change, as I mentioned earlier, just the ease of accessibility on the internet to hear this. If you're Mm -hmm. on your iPad, your iPhone, uh, a desktop, uh, you know, a TV, like we can load up apps that our station plays on right right, from your TV. Um. So, all of those things combined, I I think, really start to raise the value. Yeah. So some other avenues that I think we're starting to fortify that weren't maybe not thought of prior, were things like social media. Uh, you know, going out to events. Last Sunday we hung out with all the runners at the Sedona Marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played them some tunes. It was a great experience. You know, you're gonna were...
0: be at the Booster Club tonight.
1: Yeah, we're gonna yeah. be at the Scorpion Booster Club tonight. Right. We'll be at the film festival with you guys. Exactly. Live on site. Um. So. You know, all of these little things um start to kind of build toward a bigger picture and, and the goal here is to let the community know we care. We're a community partner and you know, if there's a big event we wanna be there for you guys. Yeah. Um and we almost wanna kinda create that. If you see us there, it's something maybe worth going to. Yeah. Um so, you know, we're we're starting to work with uh the yoga festival coming up, uh like we mentioned the film festival. Um we wanna hook in kind of with all of these events and, and kind of be that uh, foundational player as it were right yeah um, we'll use baseball terminology we want to be the shortstop right we want to be the center of kind of that that baseball diamond strong, universe, up, the yeah, strong right. up the that's middle right. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, that's right so yeah that's where we're yeah. taking it and and you know the a.m. is a strong component of that Um you mm-hmm.
0: know, I, lo- I love hearing you talk about AM because one of the things that I'm going to love about doing this and knowing that it's on an AM station is that I'm I'm in the age group that grew up on AM radio. I'm old enough to remember listening to shows on my transistor.
1: Sure. Not that I want to age myself. You um, know, it's all good. I, I remember that too. It was yeah. different because I had other options, but yeah. uh, I still predate the internet. Yeah. Right? And so it's it, it still i'm in a unique position because i've almost seen both sides of the coin mm-hmm. right um i've got a kid he's you know nine years old he's deep in technology these right. days of course they all um, are so i can yeah. see where the the kind of future is going but mm-hmm. i can see the past i remember getting you know cds or floppy disks with like copy <laughs> surf to to try to get online and i'd get a phone call and i'd freak out because there goes my connection did you ever
0: have A tracks
1: so you was know, that before your time A tracks were before my time but uh, what I will tell you is going to school for radio, uh, I got to learn kind of all of that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm proficient with reel-to-reels and, and literally wax <laughs> pens and tape and, oh, and cutting God. with a razor blade. So the history of radio is also something that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've talked about a lot is when I think of um, the Tabeks and, and when uh, Joe Tabak, the original founder of the station, right. uh, architected this, Uh, I I don't ever speak to the content or or, or the man, but I can speak to the engineering. He was a very adept and and proficient radio operator. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as I kind of went through and reverse engineered and deconstructed everything, uh, I came to really get a deep sense of appreciation for the history of the station um, and kind of where it's been and uh, almost a feeling of responsibility to try to move it forward responsibly and in, in a way that was impactful to the community. Yeah um so yeah it's an interesting question uh i I don't think am is as dead as people say it is um you know you'll hear some psas on the station i think am at its core is still meant to be an impactful kind of emergency community based thing um you know the internet's not always stable in bad weather um you know tv depending on how you get it can falter am is such an old and rock solid technology it it doesn't matter there could be 10 pounds of ice on our lines there could be blowing winds and it's still going to be there um so at its foundation it still works as is an emergency service uh at its very minimum um it's still like i said known for talk um george nori on an am station in retrospect now that i'm here makes a, a thousand percent sense yeah uh, shame on me for not recognizing it sooner right <laughs> well
0: it's great to know that you're getting feedback you know from from the community about no matter what it is i, I mean i know.
1: welcome it all you know uh it, it's odd i actually take a probably an inordinate amount of time uh responding to people mm-hmm. uh and and it's not like a a contentious response it's like here's our intentions uh you know bear with us a little bit we're, we're trying to get there uh it, it you know, we're trying to land a plane w- without a landing strip effectively. And so by there's the some way, bumpy landing, yeah, right? This
0: may be a small town, but the people have opinions here. <laughs> oh, yeah. People have opinions yeah, everywhere. everywhere.
1: You know? and, and, uh, and they're not afraid to express it. And and I'm not afraid to receive the feedback, right. brother. Um I, I welcome it. Again, as a steward of a station, not to be corny, uh, I view that kind of as my job to fetter through that and, and make uh, appropriate decisions. Now, right. you know, everyone can call and say we hate this, we hate this. Like, I get it. Change is difficult. Um, you know, I don't like the music. You play too much music. I, I can understand that. Uh, there's some time in the future coming where it won't be as heavily music-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have additional content to kind of fill in some of those spots, maybe not make it seem quite as repetitive. Um you know, I, I like to fashion myself as a little bit of a realist. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would argue no one knows the flaws of the station as it exists today better than myself. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, as someone that comes from a performance background, you're probably your harshest critic. Yep. So there's a million things I would like to go out, leave the studio right now and fix. Um, but it's an order of operations issue. Uh, you know, you can't put the cart before the, port, before the horse, so to speak. So uh, we're still kind of working through some of that minutia. Um, it's only been, you know, 65 days since we took right, over. right? So, um, you know, I would argue uh, we, we are going at a very fast clip and we've got a ton done uh, and we still got a ton more to go. So, you know, keep it locked as we go forward. Yeah. Uh, there'll be more changes coming.
0: So you were talking, we were talking about AM is very nostalgic that we were about and how strong the signal is. Let's talk about a technology in radio that's a little bit more recent that you kind of all radio stations have to deal with when they have AM and FM and that satellite, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I have Sirius in the car, um, has a lot of shows that I like listening to what you're feeling about that and how you, I don't know if compete with them is the right word, but what, what you're feeling about the dealing with that
1: in, in the space. So I, I, It's interesting, this may be, I'm going to be kind of at the intersection of unpopular opinions in radio, Mm -hmm. but maybe popular opinion publicly. Um, This could be a segment. It could could be. be... Um, I got no problem with satellite radio. Mm -hmm. I have satellite radio in my Jeep. I listen to it Mm -hmm. often. Um, I think of it kind of like old school HBO. Hmm. You're going to pay for a product that is unfiltered, um, unrestricted, um, and you're going to hear some things that may be a, a little bit more dicey that uh, terrestrial radio can't cover. Um, but I don't view it as competition. I'm actually thankful it's there because it provides people such as yourself who are creating content, uh, additional outlets and revenue streams. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I think Sirius XM and and satellite radio in general is an amazing tool. If I was a truck driver, I couldn't think of a better thing to have in my car. Right. Um, now is it going to provide you anything? But you're not
0: getting it free
1: no you're not that's the difference you're not getting it for free and two you can tune into that you're not gonna get any local news on Sedona northern Arizona you're not gonna know what's going on uh, traffic wise event wise um, the things that matter to the people here Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah if you want to go on a road trip I think Sirius XM is gonna be an amazing companion for you right Uh, but where you kind of live and work I don't know is it still scratches or or checks all those boxes if you will so um, and I, I think it's a great technology like I think terrestrial radio is learning a lot from satellite in terms of the potential and how it can operate mm-hmm. um so i'm all for it yeah you know we don't uh i
0: eventually plan to have sponsors on the show and commercials will probably come in at some point uh, we don't have any today although i'm now going to do sort of a commercial uh first of all the ryan that you keep hearing referred to is ryan thompson who's behind the glass as the producer of the show and it has been a huge help to me getting this off the ground. You, you're doing a great job, Ryan. I and,
1: appreciate that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and and we Ryan and I talked about uh, having little conversations in future shows. Yeah. I, I like to break off and we'll talk to the producer. You like to break the third wall, uh, yeah. as it were. Because <laughs> I've, I've heard he has some weird uh, personality quirks. I don't know. He, he We talked the other day about how he um, kind of has gone viral on Instagram a few times. He's got a... He's got a, a, an influencer presence in his past.
1: (laughs) I can tell you, um, I've known Ryan for gosh, probably 20 years at this point. Oh, is that right? Over 20? years. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder you got the job. I know. Uh, (laughs) You know, Ryan isn't even here as a job. He is like a trusted partner. That's right. Would be the way I I would put it. Um, we would not be nearly as successful or as far along as we are without him uh, Mm -hmm. helping. Um, him and I are kind of like a yin and yang we're we're very different people uh but we complement each other really well oh you need that for something like this yeah the skills he brings to the table are the skills that I'm frankly not good at Uh, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want me producing your show uh I'd be serviceable but Ryan is obviously above and beyond serviceable he's he's really good at what he does and so uh I can't heap enough praise on him um he is a, a core component of what makes mellow mountain radio kind of continue to take. yeah ryan what's I'm, what's
0: your biggest challenge so far since you came in here uh,
1: it's just he the doesn't overhaul. have any i know i know <laughs> everything it's just the overhaul you know it's just but it's it's this labor of love yeah you know there's just so much work and there's just so much stuff that we still want to do in the future and just not enough time to in a day to get it all done
0: yeah i mean i really appreciate how kind of multifaceted you are in in doing this you 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 work on uh the graphics yeah. that go up on the website you help with the lead-ins and the promos and i mean it, you need somebody like that especially when you've got a small operation in baseball
1: terms record. he's a really good like utility player I, right? <laughs> he's an amazing utility player like, thank you thank you but
0: he's never hit under the mendoza line If if <laughs> right. anybody knows what i'm talking about it means you. It means hitting under two hundred oh, for yeah, the yeah. season. Oh yeah, now you're, you're Ryan's definitely a three hundred hitter. Yeah, for sure, man. He's like yeah. Tony Gwynn over here. <laughs> he had you as a four hundred hitter. Yeah. I, I was only going to give you three, three fifty at tops, three fifty at tops. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, you know, um, Chuck brought up uh, communication and then getting feedback from the community, so I wanted to take this opportunity to to tell listeners that if you have any comments or thoughts about this particular show. Sedona life with Stephen Hanks. I'm I'm more than open to getting uh, emails and uh, with comments and suggestions, and you can do that at Stephen, and that's with a PH, by the way. Stephen at mellowmountainradio.com, and I I welcome your your thoughts and and ideas as we go forward with the show. So, um, Chuck, what um what do you have in mind? You know, in the next. Uh, few months in terms of programming i mean are you going to bring in like more shows like this uh, in the
1: immediate future we do have a couple uh, that we're working through right now to get kind of lined up Um, i don't know the names and exactly how they're going to be kind of framed yet um, but we're definitely doing something with the chamber of commerce Uh, they're going to be doing a weekly show where we do like some business uh, local business highlights would that be
0: a weekend or weekday
1: Uh, That would still be a weekend. Okay. Um, That one will probably be a little bit later in the day, maybe like an 11 a.m. start, maybe a 10 a.m. start, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, We're trying to keep the weekdays fairly clean. Right. Um, right. It allows us to focus pretty much on some mellow music, uh, Mm -hmm. as we would call it, but we can also really focus on the news. Um, You know, uh, for those of you that listen, you know we air the news like three times an hour, right? We're doing top, middle, and end of hour. Mm -hmm. Um, And we kind of do it in a way where we start with local, state, and then national. So every hour we try to give you a a holistic view of what's going on, you know, from here all the way to kind of New York or or globally if we need to. Um, And so we don't really, I don't think, want to dilute that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, having a live jock, as it's called, or or a show uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be filled with talk and banter. Um, Well,
0: the other thing is about that is it it gives the listener... um, an idea of you know they know that there's a structure they know when they tune in on the weekends they're going to hear original uh syndicated content shows and during the week they're going to get music and news
1: it's and it's it's more of a classic radio model right um you know is is you know i I may be young to be a, a radio station owner as it were but i super appreciate kind of the in the weeds historic way things have been done um I'm not married to those ideas, but I, I I think they're rooted in a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. and the reason is to your point, when you tune in, you want to hear something familiar, you kind of want to know where we are in the process of our programming and within the day. Um, and so that's going to be something we strive to provide to our listeners. Right.
0: What about the website? Um, what, what plans do you have for that going forward? If, if, I (laughs) mean, or is that just constant evolution?
1: It is a little bit of a constant evolution. Uh, there's a lot of work that kind of goes on under the hood, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I would argue we've made really strong leaps and bounds from where the station's website used to be. Um, we want to really provide relevant information. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the main kind of core function of the site, as well as allow people the opportunity to listen online. Um, so we're going to continue to try to find meaningful pieces of content that we can add Mm -hmm. um we obviously have a whole kind of local news section where you can go read the articles that we're talking about on the air uh we've got you know national uh state news uh we have sports news on there so Uh you've got your coverage of your sons cards asu u of a nau um we have information on all the shows we air so the goal going forward is to make that website kind of your one-stop shop if you live in Sedona or Northern Arizona, you can pop on here and more or less find out anything that you need to find out.
0: Well, and, and especially, I mean, having the ability to listen to the show live from the website is huge Yeah. because yep. uh, like this morning, my, my daughter still lives in New York. Yep. It's a two hour time difference. I was hoping she could listen to the show. Obviously she can't hear it on the radio. Right. So, Hey dad, what am I going to do? You know, Hey, go on the website. There's a listen live button. Yep, it, and you can you can hear it.
1: That was a, a big calculus and something I thought a lot of. And having that kind of floating static button that just says "listen now," I, I couldn't think of a way to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, you click it and you're you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. Um, future state though, stream. We want to add video, right? Uh huh. Right. This okay. will be kind of the next evolution. Uh, I would I would go as far to say is probably by midsummer there'll be a, a point in time where this show will have video accompanying it. And you will be able to see us sitting here chatting, um, you know. I, I, I'll I have to dress better for those. Me too, right? I can't be wearing <laughs> basketball shorts all the time, and it's so cold. I should not right. be anyway. But um, yeah, little tweaks like that, just making it more interactive, kind of showing people under the hood, kind right. of what that engine that we've been working on looks like, um, and so we're open to feedback on that too. If there's particular things that you think should be on the website, like obviously we're covering the weather traffic. Uh, we recently added a ski report, uh, so you can see what's going on right in Flagstaff. I'm, I'm looking right now at the mountain. Uh, I I just hit the live camera. It's packed with people. Mm. Um, but man, they got a ton of snow. Yeah. So little things like that just to make people's lives a little bit easier, kind of more connected and, and having it feel like it's theirs. Uh, that's really what we're trying to achieve.
0: Right. By the way, um, you know, talking about how what you've done in terms of the physical space, um, I'm really impressed with with what you've done here, because, as you know, I was um, I did co-hosting and occasional guest hosting on Stephen Williamson's Dem- Democratic Perspective show, which, by the way, can be heard on KZM 107.5 and 106.5 and, yep. and 780 a.m., um, and what that's on? That's on Sunday at nine or eight.
1: Uh, Democratic perspective.
0: Right, I'm going to lead you. Nine a.m.
1: Eight a.m. Eight a.m. Eight a.m. Eight
0: a.m. Tonight, to Stephen Williamson's Democratic perspective. So I used to co-host that show occasionally, and it was in the studio, <laughs> and you know, you totally transformed it. I know, uh, you know, our listeners can't see it, but um, we, we're sitting at a really nice round table with beautiful leather chairs and we'll be able to have shows down the road. At least I'll be able to bring in more than a couple of guests at one time. Um, There's a couch here. So when we do video down the road, we'll be able to, to do that. Um, It was it was a nice studio before, but it was like a real hardcore radio studio space
1: well it was really old school radio space uh radio spaces now look a lot more like this it's a Mm -hmm. lot more kind of collaborative Mm -hmm. um less of i'm hiding here doing something right
0: is that because they intend to do video and they need to have it be Uh, that way in a lot of cases um
1: to you know it's an interesting question right in in radio land everything has gotten so much smaller more compact more kind of movable um so these large scale studios with huge boards and things like this are are not required anymore. Right. Um so it's it's just a different time. Mm-hmm. So it, it, what we can do with the space is kind of directly correlated to these technology improvements that we're going through. Right. Um if we weren't doing that uplift we wouldn't be able to kind of free up the space and make it more of a creative collaborative space. Yeah.
0: So just on a personal and I know you've been totally busy doing being here getting the station up and running but when you're in the sedona area just on a personal level what are your favorite things to do so far and, uh, and a what question. haven't you done that you're looking forward to doing
1: yeah um well it's been cold so right you know right. even though i'm a, a syracuse new york guy uh it, it's still cold for me my blood has thinned <laughs> out significantly so um one of the things i love to do and, and this sounds corny but is walk mm-hmm. uh, i bring my dog up to the station a lot and, and him and i go for some really long walks we enjoy the views obviously um i love to go out and eat right so shout out to nick's right nick's Mm -hmm. is like my favorite place to go eat um it's literally right down the road from the station uh great food um there's so many good restaurants here um i don't fashion myself as a foodie but ryan will tell you like twice a day i'm like where are we going now we've got so many options and and there's so many cool little kind of niche places to go try like sedona crepe company right I, i think that's what it's called I went there I was like oh my god this is amazing like I, I want to go there all the time uh, I'm running into a problem of like how do I hit the places I want to get while I'm up here there's too many now um, so definitely out eating um, and then next thing is just vibing with people uh, I, I genuinely like the the action of kind of being out chatting with people trying to figure out what they've got going on mm-hmm. um, and, and just learning all the events uh, every time I talk to someone there's another event coming on here that I didn't know existed yeah. Um, and so then it's kind of incumbent upon me to take that and and go figure out how we can help and and how we can lean into it.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting you brought up restaurants because in terms of programming my show, one of my challenges is going to be in certain categories. It's like, who do you decide you're going to have as a guest representing that category without neglecting other people that, you know, you know
1: what I mean? I do. You know, the thing I would tell you is you got time. You're yeah. not doing the show once or twice. That's right. You're going to be here for a while, so you can kind of rotate them through. Um, so by 2026, I
0: can have the owner of every restaurant in Sedona. That's a good goal, uh, On right? the show. Uh,
1: I, I think they'd be amazing people to talk to. Yeah. Um, well, to you can point. also
0: do have a group of them in here and Absolutely. just talk about Restaurant tour. the state of restaurants yeah, the in state Sedona. Of restaurants like, in Sedona
1: what was it like during COVID how did you get through it where are right. you at now exactly covered uh, there's a lot of meat on that bone yeah. No pun intended <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah how do you stay afloat <laughs> yeah yep so, so yeah
1: um aside from that I really kind of enjoy it being in the station and just tweaking yeah. going deep in the weeds yeah. and, and trying to make things better and and grow it yeah um so we'll see uh, yeah. i haven't really had the time to be out in, in really i figured that uh, yeah. do you like hiking i, I do yeah yeah have, so, you,
0: have you been able to do any of the trails
1: i'm not yet uh most of the time when i'm up here like mm-hmm. i said it's only been 60 days it's right. been raining it's been snowing yeah. it's been cold so half the time the trails have been closed yeah um so, much in
0: april you can ramp that up yeah probably.
1: yeah the dog and i are very excited <laughs> for it right we'll, we'll get out there and do it and right. ryan too Ryan's right. a big fan of hiking so. yeah
0: ryan what's your favorite thing to do here so far
1: uh, hiking, hands down. Oh
0: yeah, you're a big hiker. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I'm on I'm on a health kick now, so being up here has really like just spurred that. And I'm like getting out there, and the views are just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, the the woman warrior is a big hiker. Is she? Yeah, she gets oh, out a awesome. couple of times a week. Yeah. She joined she joined one of the local hiking groups. We'll probably end up doing a show. Nice on those on those guys
1: just to tie it back to the website right that's a a feature we're trying to add Um, just a little spot where you can find mountain biking trails hiking trails Mm -hmm. Um, because unless you actually go to like a trailhead and ask like what other hiking trails do you have Um, you know it may be difficult for outsiders to kind of figure those things out Mm -hmm. Um, and so that'll be another addition that we've got probably within the next seven days
0: Mm -hmm. so do you have any questions for me i know that i just sprung that on you (laughs)
1: You know, uh, I, I don't know that I've got questions. Um, I, I will say I appreciate the moxie, right? You, you just roll in. I'm going to do a <laughs> radio show. That's never been a problem for me. And, and I've that's... always
0: had more guts than brains. That's a... Don't we all, brother? I mean, I bought a radio
1: <laughs> station, right? So uh, I'm I'm in the same category. But um, no, I, I mean, that was kind of, I think, the first thing that, that drew us together, right? You, you recognize maybe I had a little moxie to give this a shot. Mm-hmm. And then y- you obviously have the moxie to give it a shot yourself. So... Um, the other thing I'm taking back on is, is kind of your commitment to community. Mm. Um, you know, you, you're not coaching a high school baseball team to be rich. Uh, it's gotta be for the love of the game, brother. Absolutely. And so, uh, and for the love of kids. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. so I, I super appreciate that. Um, and that was kind of one of the things, right? Like, I I admire people that are, are going above and beyond, uh, to try to help others. It, it's a really kind of meaningful goal again, not to sound corny or hokey, but, you know, these are things I, I strive to do in my life, mm-hmm. right? Like I joined a local Rotary Club because they're about service. And, right. You know, we want to help working families and in, in, in these type of initiatives. Uh, they're important, and there's enough people here in Sedona that have that mentality that that you can really kind of dive deep in the weeds, and and I think we can make an impact. So um, it, it was an appreciation, right, from afar seeing you kind of doing that work and uh, the work you do with the high school and then wanting to come on, right? There, There's a benefit to you. Uh, But I think you recognize the benefit to the people you're going to be interviewing and and kind of giving them a spotlight and and a shine. So, yeah, um, man, that's cool.
0: I've always been in my life. I've always been about doing things that are fun and not work. Even when I was doing work, as soon as a a job, so to speak, became uh, stressful, um, I wasn't I wasn't into it anymore. Yep. So, you know, so this is going to be fun. I mean. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future and working with you. You know, it was I'll, I'll tell the listeners exactly like how this even happened, because I, I actually came in to talk to Chuck to talk about uh, the station doing advertising in the Sedona Film Festival program. Um, and you're a media partner now yes. for the film festival. And by the end of that conversation, I walked out with a radio show. So that was a very productive. It meeting. was. <laughs> if I'm that successful selling advertising for you, then that'll be really great.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, hey, man, it, like I said, I, I would say real recognizes real. So yeah. uh, you're a good dude. Uh, you're, you're trying to do good work. So uh, I know we're going to kind of cut out of here pretty quick, but I just want to yeah. give a quick shout out to uh, Jonas. uh Talking about feedback, wrote in, gave us some really good feedback on the show we're doing here today. and uh, Is that right? The, oh, nice. the kind of forward-facing uh, look of the station. So we Beautiful. appreciate your listening, and we appreciate the feedback.
0: Beautiful. So, uh, Chuck, I really appreciate you doing this. I know you've got a zillion things no, going on with the station. Thank you for having station, me, man. Pleasure was all I thought it was a perfect way to kick off the show was to have, you know, have the person that started it doing it. So thanks thank you very so much, much for doing this. Well, that we got our first show in the, in the bank, and um, I just want to tell you that next week, as I said earlier, my guest is going to be Patrick Swice, the executive director of the Sedona Film Festival, talking about everything that's going to go on with the festival, which starts on February 24th and lasts for nine days. It's an incredible event. It's the 30th anniversary, so it's really special. And, by the way, before I close, I want to give a shout-out as we... Hear the uh, our closing song. The song On the Road to Sedona that you heard at the opening was written by Vicky Oldman in twenty seventeen. And Vicky lives in Prescott
1: on the road and she'll be Sedona. here on
0: a future show. Thank you so much.